As the world prepares to mark International Holocaust Remembrance Day in honor of the six million Jews and millions of others murdered by the Nazis, I had the chance to speak exclusively today with Second Gentleman Doug Emhoff about his own efforts to fight anti-Semitism and other forms of hatred. You're the first Jewish spouse of a U.S. vice president, or president for that matter, and we're sitting down as the world is getting ready to mark International Holocaust Remembrance Day in the wake of the horrific October 7th uh, assault on Israel, the deadliest day for Jews, as you and I well know, since the Holocaust. Why is it especially important to commemorate this day this year? Wolf, um, that was a genocide, what happened. Uh, in the Holocaust, uh, as they say, we can never forget. I was uh, there at Auschwitz last year uh, at International Holocaust Remembrance Day, and that this past year, uh, I've been profoundly affected by that experience, what I saw. Um, it's, it's never left me, and in fact, it's informed the work that I have done with the administration uh, on fighting anti-Semitism, hate of all forms, uh, which was very prevalent prior to October 7th. And of course, since October 7th, we've seen literally a crisis of anti-Semitism that has erupted here in the United States, but in fact, all around the world. So it's really important, uh, as this date is, is coming up, uh, to commemorate the horrors of, of millions, six million Jews uh, slaughtered. Uh, and we both saw with our own eyes, Wolf, um, how it was done in those chambers and the crematoriums. And in the case of, of, of my family and millions of others, just shot in town squares and buried in ditches. Uh, a true Holocaust, a genocide. And it's so important that we never forget that and, and know that it happened. Push back on this misinformation and disinformation uh, and lead with education. I was uh, at Auschwitz uh, this past April it was so powerful, so moving for me as a child of Holocaust survivors. What moments from your experience visiting Auschwitz stay with you to this day and sort of jump out at you all the time? I remember the, the starkness, the coldness, the barbed wire, the, the gun turrets. And as you know, it's preserved almost how it was. The, you just feel the desperation and uh, the horror. And for me, it's, it's looking at the personal effects, the, the shoes, the, the glasses, the hair of, of, the, of those slaughtered, uh, to see the, 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 the gas chambers and the crematoriums. You see the train that, that brought people in, some who, who just were led right to the gas chamber. It stays with you in such a visceral way. Your great-grandparents, Polish Jews, they escaped Poland during an awful time as well, before the Holocaust, and came to America. Uh, and that's where, obviously, you grew up. Uh, it, it's, it's a really powerful moment to know that your great-grandparents could have been some of the victims of the Holocaust, but they were lucky enough to get out. Yeah, and I didn't know any of this, Wolf. Like, I think a lot of American Jews, at least, at least people that I know, my family, we, we just didn't know our own story. And I was, we were able to, to track, at least on my father's side, to this village in Poland, Gorlitsa. And you visited this I, village? I, I went to the town. Um, there was a vibrant Jewish community, uh, but as you mentioned, things were changing. And, and my 
part of my family was able to leave, but I learned that a, a large family wasn't, didn't leave, they stayed. And most of them were murdered in the Holocaust. And so you, when you see that and you realize what could have happened, and, and here I stand before you and, and, the, and the country and the world as, as the second gentleman of the United States, the first Jew in this role, and um, you to see where I came from and, and, and the, the odds of that happening and so the millions who, who didn't make it and didn't get out and my great-grandparents left and, and here I am. So it's just a very deep uh, you, you know, experience to, to go through and, and to see the actual house. And there's a picture of you at that house where your great-grandparents lived in Poland. Talk a little bit about what it was like to be there and to experience that. You never knew, obviously, your great-grandparents. Never knew, and went to this, this small town. And there, like I said, it was a vibrant Jewish community. There's very few Jews, if any, left. And we, they took us around, and we were able to find the exact address through the genealogical records. And there it was, exactly how it was back in the prior centuries. And we just did an unscheduled stop. I got out of the, the car and I just stood there and I looked at it and I was just stunned. I was in stunned silence. And then there were these faces in the windows all looking and waving at me. So there are people still living there and everyone I think wants to know where they come from. And I got to see where I, where I came from right down to the house in this small town in Poland. When I went to Poland, my mom and dad gave me the address, the addresses of where they grew up in Poland, and I wanted to make sure that I could go visit the, their their homes if they were if the homes were still still around. Uh, Suchyniew, my mother's hometown, uh, Auschwitzim, my dad's old hometown Auschwitz. He grew up in this town outside of Auschwitz. All four of my grandparents uh, were murdered during the Holocaust. But I went to their homes, their addresses, uh, and the Polish people took me around. None of those houses still existed. So I, I never could see where my mom and dad grew up in Poland. And at least you could experience seeing the home where your great grandparents Yeah, lived. it really helped understand, again, where you come from. But it informs the work that I've been doing uh, for this past year, plus on uh, this fight against anti-Semitism, this fight against hate. Since the October 7th Hamas attack on Israel, the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, says there's been I'm looking at my notes, 300, 360% increase in anti-Semitic incidents right here in the United States. What's your message to the Jewish community and the non-Jewish community, for that matter, when you, when you learn about this dramatic increase in anti-Semitism in our country? Well, it's even worse than that, Wolf. I think those are just the, the episodes that they're able to track. I think it's worse. We're seeing it in our college campuses. We're seeing it just at our markets, on our streets. It's just, it's so pervasive. Uh, so the message is, I understand how you feel. I know a lot of us, I've said this before, we feel alone, we, we feel unmoored. We have never seen anything like this. Uh, and it, it's just, it's a tough feeling to have. But we need to push back on it. And so part of the work that we had done prior to October 7th was the first ever national strategy to combat anti-Semitism. And luckily, we had that plan in place, and, and luckily we have Joe Biden as president, Kamala Harris as vice president, because they really pushed to have this plan. And so we were able to not start from scratch after October 7th. 
So we've done in terms of keeping people safe, uh, funds for security, uh, education, fighting what's happening online. But what I'm focused on is coalition building because as you know, Wolf, a lot of our traditional coalitions have frayed and it, it's, it's, it's not a good thing to happen. We need to bring these coalitions back. And so I'm doing a lot of work, a lot of public speaking, a lot of things behind the scenes to get everyone together, to get everyone to understand that this hate is all connected. And you know you're from Buffalo. The, the horrific shooting there at that market that targeted black people, that was by an avowed anti-Semite with this so-called ridiculous replacement theory. So that's why people need to understand this hate is connected. We all need to push back together against it.